Sorry. What would you do if you were elected about Aleppo? About Aleppo. And what is Aleppo? You're kidding. No. Aleppo is in Syria. It's the, uh, it's the epicenter of the refugee crisis. Okay, got it. Welcome to episode 22 of the Gristle Digest, the only weekly podcast that butters both sides of the bread, licks both sides of the stamp, and yet watches sport whilst quietly fondling its genitals. Mm-hmm. Today is the 11th of September. I'm Arup Sen, and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? Hello! Yeah, it's going alright. It's going alright. Zero complaints here. Happy town. That's where I'm living. <laughs> good to hear. Um, top stories this week, Paul? Let's have it. Britain is too fat and lazy, says man responsible for selling Britain to the world. Uh, says fat, lazy man. Says fat, lazy man. Uh, Trade Secretary Liam Fox has labelled Britain as too lazy and too fat, with businessmen more likely to hit a round of golf on a Friday afternoon rather than strike a big deal before the weekend. Fox, speaking at a Conservative Way Forward event on Thursday, is currently in charge of negotiating Britain's trade deals as it looks to enter exit uh, the EU. Uh, Fox was a prominent voice amongst the Leave campaign, making last week's speech all the more puzzling. This country is not the free trading nation it once was. We have become too lazy and too fat on our successes in previous generations. Mr Fox was recorded as saying at the event, which funnily enough was pretty much exactly what a lot of Remain campaigners were saying just a few (laughs) months ago. Uh, Downing Street and the rest of the government have already distanced, uh, sought to distance themselves from Fox's views, but it's difficult to see how they won't be picked up by f- German and French trade negotiators eager to bust the endangered British ball. Uh, <laughs> next story, Paul. Um, racist, sexist, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Hillary Clinton extends shit-covered fig leaf to <laughs> Trump supporters. Um, for a woman who barely utters a word unless it's been pre-approved by a series of committees comprised of Ivy League speechwriters, Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton's performance at a fundraiser last week was nothing short of a blindfolded jump into the abyss. In arguably Trumpian fashion, Hillary couldn't resist the urge to go off piste and labelled half of Trump's supporters a basket of deplorables. Uh, not content with coining an awesome band or movie title, uh, Hillary went on to label the basket of deplorables as racist, sex xenophobic and islamophobic uh, the don was quick to respond in the only way he seemingly knows how by taking to twitter oh. to declare that hillary's comments would likely cast her in the polls Duh, such uh, despite his widely publicized blunders in recent weeks 2016's biggest collection of anal discharge remains neck and neck with hillary in the polls in the key Definitely. states of ohio and uh, florida and to make things even more interesting, photos this week uh, were released of Trump in happy years with former President Bill Clinton performing an act upon him which looks nothing less than testicular groping. Mm. Um, I actually urge you to take a look at the picture, which I will tweet uh, later on this week from Agrissa Digest, so look out for that. <laughs> um, final story this week. US-Russia brokered ceasefire in Syria met with cautious murmurs of approval and Mm. massive thumbs up the world over. (laughs) 
<laughs> News of a US-Russia brokered cease, uh, cessation of fighting in Syria and the return of aid envoys was met with nervous smiles and gentle sheepish nods of approval <laughs> as the world settled into waiting on tenderhooks and arguably the most fragile ceasefire since the time Bart and Nelson joined forces to beat up the kids from Shelbyville. <laughs> uh, US Secretary of State John Kerry announced the deal on Friday night after reported 13 hours of talks in Geneva Fuck. and a further nervous wait whilst Kerry consulted with his own administration in Washington. Several journalists re- were reportedly so tense that 14 carats of diamonds were found in the toilets of the UN in Geneva, ostensibly <laughs> shat out by <laughs> anal-clenching hacks. Uh, the deal was is wildly ambitious and full of pitfalls, but mm-hmm. remains the only ray of hope in a country where conflict over the last fi- uh, five years has taken a staggering quarter of a million lives and created the mm-hmm. largest migration of people in recent memory. So, big Shit. stories this week, Paul. Big stories, wow, what a week. Um, we'll start with we'll start <laughs> with uh, with Mister um, Mister Fox. Oh, Foxy! Um, uh, why didn't you have this viewpoint a bit yeah, earlier, Mister Fox? I, you know, I followed the referendum. I followed the build up pretty closely, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was built on a foundation that we weren't fat and lazy, and we were brilliant. And we didn't, we didn't even need other countries or anything like I th- that. I thought everyone great. else was fat and lazy. Yeah, they, I thought that was, was the, the other problem, problem, wasn't it? Right? People, fat and lazy people were coming over here, stopping us being slim and productive. S- yes, yeah, slim, sleek, you know, <laughs> aerodynamic. <laughs> incredible, of. incredible. And now it's this guy's job to go and uh, go and sell that fat laziness. Yeah, it sort of it sounds. I don't know if you remember. Um, there was that bloke called Ratner, Gerald Ratner, who sold oh, jewelry. Oh, Raz, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was widely publicised at giving a, a speech that he gave at some awards, where he he labelled uh, all his uh, products and all of his shop as shops as cheap crap or something like that. <laughs> um, and and and, it, and he lost billions. <laughs> and it makes you feel that. Uh, Mr. Fox has done something quite similar. This could well, if if, if could just a single us. shop can can lose billions, the fuck can a country do? I mean, we're literally walking out into the wilderness, just announcing how crap we are. Yeah, we need to have slightly better PR, or at least yeah. a more orchestrated PR campaign. Yeah, just move away from that whole fat lazy message because that is yeah. not that is not resonating with consumers. I'm sure. I know, <laughs> um, and and it, it seems like. Um, He's he's kind of got like he's just saying random things, you know, and he's oh, yeah. a bit a bit moany, and um, he's starting to sound a bit like John McDonnell as well. I don't know if you know, he's just a bit sort <laughs> of, that a bit weird, and and he's talking about just you know everyone's talking about things, but no one's actually doing anything. I don't know if yeah. you, you know when it comes to Brexit. That's it. And, and as soon as uh, they say something that's slightly shocking, then and the next day it's this like I think we saw. Uh, Gove do this, not Gove. Um, Davis do this earlier in the week as well. Come out and say, no, no, no. This is this is just personal opinion. It's not government policy. Well, what yeah. the fuck is the government policy then? Like, isn't what that is your going job, on? mate? Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are running around doing nothing, mm. which is uh... it's almost as if they've managed to wade neck deep into shit and they've got no idea about how to get out of it. That's almost as if that's happening. I'm not saying that is happening. Yeah, but if they were to wade into shit and not have a clue how to get out of it, it would look a lot like this. It would look a bit like this. Yeah. Or if they sort of decided to abandon any other kind of manuals <laughs> and government that they <laughs> used and just got like a Kafka novel, you know yeah. what I mean? And just thought, we'll make this <laughs> fucked up and confusing, and uh, here's what they're doing. But um, yeah, the man behind 
Innocent, uh, Innocent Smoothies. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been quite a stern critic of Mr. Fox. He's, mm. He said that he's come out and slagged everyone off. <laughs> but also, Mr. Innocent was also quite prominent in the Remain the Remain side. He was. Uh, yeah, which is which is interesting. But um, next story, Paul. Oh, yeah. Across yeah. the pond. Um, What's happened there? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's old Hills. Oof. And she's, she might have stepped in it a little bit here. Cause she's I, can't, kind of... I can't believe... Hillary Clinton's making hard fucking work of this. Yeah. Any other Republican in the history of Republicans would probably already be president. They'd be like, let's not even bother going to November. She's it, it, up against yeah. an orange buffoon and, and somehow uh, you know, a, a woman with a lifetime in politics who, who's actually been yeah. married to an actual president and been a two-term a two-termer. How can she make <laughs> such a fuck up of it all? It's just um you know the one the one thing you could always have over Trump is the fact that you don't lose it and say stupid things yeah. in a kind of completely unpresidential way and uh that that and pardon the pun that trump card <laughs> that she used to have <laughs> is now no longer hers oh, but it's um spent isn't it absolutely spent and you know she's called them she called them a basket her, half of his fans yeah. a basket of deplorables and i was sort of thinking to myself i was like well i wonder what other sort of names she could have she yeah could have called them so i've come up with a few for you oh, what we got what we got so i was thinking maybe like the collection of reprehensibles oh yeah um, no, i like that you know a gaggle of despicables Ooh. um a school of race baiting kitty fiddling abominables <laughs> um a squad of fried cheese, red meat, and reality TV receptacles. Uh, <laughs> the Newt Gingrich experience, Lance Armstrong's testicle band-aids, or the Mariana's trench of oh, IQ. Any of those, any of love those it. you can use. Love so, it. Um, I was going to yeah, go no. with Den of Cunts. But... Den of Cunts. <laughs> Throw that in the middle. But they were so actually, yeah, they were a punk if, you, band, if so. you're ever looking to, uh, you know, obliterate your electoral chances by... <laughs> yeah, she is... Slating doing one heck of a job but a but a bit of a <laughs> potential upside maybe <laughs> hillary today was uh as a 9-11 ceremony apparently fainted or passed out had some kind of medical um turn obviously already quite a lot of questions over her uh, health going into this yeah so we could it could be tim kane oh kano I'd, yeah i'd take kano right now he seems all i think right. everyone no one but he's just no one knows anything about him he's so yeah. boring but, he is pretty um, dull, but I like I, the fact that what happened to Hillary today. I'm not sure what it was. I think she, yeah, you, she just felt rather unwell. She had a turn. It was reported as as a medical episode. It said oh, Hillary Jesus. Clinton suffered a medical episode. And I thought, oh my god, was it? Which one was it? You know what I mean? Like, mm. ER? was it? Was it? <laughs> a bit of Holby know. City. It was probably, probably Holby City. Probably catches it on the old BBC Worldwide. Was, yeah, it was probably a rerun of a mid-90s Holby City when yeah. it was particularly shit, where people, you know, and it was just full of women walking around with that Jennifer Aniston haircut. Um, <laughs> but final story of the week. Yeah, I miss that haircut. <laughs> Bring shit. it back. Bring it back. I might do it. Fuck it. <laughs> final final story of the week, Paul. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's um, the ceasefire in Syria. And Yeah. Oh, I That's mean, like maybe good. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of good, but it's kind of it's a bit. Uh, is it going to last? And it's uh, it's dependent on so many different people. Yeah, there's a like, lot there's of so many a lot of variables, and a lot of people so have got to agree and stuff, haven't they? And it's uh, tenuous. It's, like, it's a sort of house of cards. Yeah, in, I mean, it's like it's a step in the right cards. direction, but but potentially yeah. also in dog shit. So 
It's like, well, I've got to go that way, but I don't want to tread in shit. So, yeah, uh, it's like, ah. I've just got to take this, like, castle made of spider webs and transport <laughs> it across that windy field. Ah! But it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's tough. But, I mean, it's also the fighting. The ceasefire was, was uh, I think it was declared, well, spoken about on Friday, mm. um, announced by John Kerry. Uh, but it said that the fighting will stop on Monday. Yeah, it comes and into so it effect even, on Monday. <laughs> so yeah. it does, it's almost like, why Why would you wait until Monday? Why yeah. are you waiting until Monday? It's like, we, we've got some fighting, you know, to finish off. Just like we do don't they know, treat this like a power play? Like, done, so all right, like, we've, just... we've got three days. Fucking go for it. Yeah, Fucking it's go just for all it. like, <laughs> we're like we, we've been fighting. We've been doing this one fight for about six months. We, we were so close. We're so nearly done. Just give us until Monday. Or I just don't get it. Like, stop now, for fuck's sake. Yeah, the point, like, stop now. Why give yourself three days it's not time team. Do you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> Bizarre. Just draw a line under it. Move on. But um, it is, you know, Syria is, is essentially... Um, and what they're trying to do is find a resolution to what is really an impossible task. I mean, it it's, does seem It's such a confusing... No one uh, is going to win. <laughs> yeah, it's just an absolute quagmire of shittery, isn't it? Like, there's there's so many different sides, so many different conflicts supported by numerous different nations so everyone's got these vested interests uh, poor fuckers i mean sincerely yeah. the poor fuckers yeah and but in that spirit <laughs> uh impossible tasks i thought mm. paul we, we might play a little game oh let's actually. do this love a game uh, where i see what your resolutions would be to other impossible tasks all oh, right i'm good at these yeah My so problem your first impossible task paul, i'm a thinker would be your first impossible task is you'd have to host a come dine with me style dinner party. Okay. Where two of your one of your guests is Russell Brand oh, and the fuck. other is Nigel Farage. Oh. How you doing it? We're gonna do. Shit. We're gonna cook for a start. Well, I reckon. I reckon I can get this one. Uh, Farage, city boy. It's all about common ground, right? That's where it is. Right. We can yeah. all we can all find solace in common ground. Uh, Farage, city boy. And he like proper English bloke, right? Is uh, you know defines himself through his uh, his cigar and his pipe. Uh, Russell Brand, and cigar and a pipe. Yeah, he's uh, he's double smoking. Heavy smoker. Double. Yeah, he'd, he'd have a shisha as well, but it sounds mm. a little bit too Muslim. That's a bit muzz. Might be a bomb in it. Um, that's his opinion, not mine. Um, so and Russell Brand, bit of a bit of a Cockney geezer, West Ham fan. Uh, ex- you know, like a character out of a Charles Dickens book, gone, gone kind of True. wrong. So I reckon Jelly Deals Jelly as a deals. starter. I reckon that would, you know, that would they'd find some some common ground there, and then uh, pie and mash main. Um, <laughs> <laughs> further in the uh, the Cockney endeavour, and then uh, probably a Vianetta for Vianetta. Right, what do you reckon, Vianetta? They'd go for it. Yeah, sounds good. Well, how about another another impossible task? Let's for you, do Paul? this, and that impossible task will be. Would be finding a dress for Katie Hopkins oh. that doesn't make her look like a cunt. Ah, oh. well, ironically, the answer to this, my friend, is the burka. Oh, and, she, and that's that's double points because she would hate it so so much. But she, I think she would. You would hear you'd hear her chirping underneath it. She was yeah, still, still and you'd still, still get the you know off, the fetid smell of her corpse as well. Oh. You know, arguably a suit made of fire would maybe be suit the best made thing. Of fire. A suit that's, made of fire and rats. That's, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> okay, final impossible task for you, Paul. Yeah, I'm on a roll here. 
sorting out the world's problems. <laughs> and it is finding a moustache style that is less appealing than Ed Ball's grey Hitler tash that he is currently sporting on Strictly. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it. It's one of those ones that barely, barely yeah. extends beyond the sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, the middle of your upper lip. And it's grey. And it's imperceptible almost. And he just looks like, he just looks like Ed Ball's with, with a bit of grey hair on his lip. But yeah, can you, a moustache less appealing than that, Paul? Oh, Jesus. What is a, a that might be a stumper. That might, that may be a genuine uh, impossible task. I maybe, ah, uh, maybe, maybe that exact moustache, but on on Katie Hopkins' lips rather than Ooh. than Ed Balls. So, granted, it's not a worse moustache, but it's a the a same moustache in a worse context. Okay, we'll yeah. take that. I go, go on. <laughs> Generous. <laughs> Generous. <laughs> I'll take it though, hat trick. Solving the world's problems. (laughs) (laughs) On this day in history, Paul. Last week was the 4th of September. I'm doing it in this sort of dramatic voice. 4th of September. The 4th of September. Was ethno gangland massacres. That's. I mean, that is pretty serious. The theme. That is. I shouldn't have giggled there, should I? A lot of people yeah, die in there. Kind of weird, uh, sorry weird about that. that. Listeners, how, how, how tasteless of me. It's pretty weird. On nine eleven too. Come on, man. Just, I know. Just, fuck. Like, oh, get some, get I'm some a fucking dick. perspective, man. Grisly anyway, I am. Sorry. Those, those three facts were in the first fact. Not fact yeah, number one. In nineteen twenty-two, a gang-related shootout in New York's Irish community became known as the Blarney Stone Killings. Oh, the Blarney Stone Killings. Nineteen forty-one. The Blarney. <laughs> Fact number two was in 1941, a mass brawl with a number of fatal stabbings took place in Philadelphia's Italian community and became known as the Spaghetti Killings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm eating three. spaghetti here. Hey, it's fucking spaghetti. Hey, now you're Phil dead. Spaghetti. Bada boom. Have you seen Phil <laughs> Spaghetti? Um, 1977, <laughs> fact number three was in 1977, a shootout in San Francisco's Chinese community became known as the Golden Dragon Massacre. And I think oh. you went for that one, actually. I believe I did go for um, the uh, for the Golden Dragon. Maybe I threw in uh, a little a little Sioux racist um, Chinese <laughs> accent as well. It would have been hard not to throw yeah. in some oh, Golden Dragon, given, Very given sorry. the subject Very matter sorry, of, of that week. But, uh, and that was correct answer. Go correct. on! Um, yeah, the Golden Dragon Massacre was a gang-related shooting attack that oh, place on the 4th I needed that. September 1977. I needed Inside that. Inside the Golden Dragon Restaurant uh, on, in, in uh, Chinatown in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Between uh, two gangs, uh, the Joe Boys and uh, <laughs> Wa Ching, a rival Chinatown gang. Wa and, Ching! Uh, five people died. So, uh, yeah. Shit. That's what was going on there. Wowzers. So. This week is the 11th of September, and the fact theme is not 9/11. Of course, oh, okay. Because that would have got that ins- one. That would have been quite easy. <laughs> uh, instead, it's bizarre murders of communist dissidents. Oh, about um, time! Yeah, and yeah, no, uh, about time. Good. Fact number one. Let's do this. Um, I actually don't even know the answer. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, fact number one. In 1952, Hungarian dissident writer and Kadar critic, who Kadar was the. Uh, president of Hungary at the time Joseph Toth was beaten to death with a tyre outside a mechanic's yard in Paris 
1978, fact number two, in 1978, Russian, Russian dissident writer Georgi Markov died after being stabbed to death with an umbrella oh, as he shit. waited at a London bus stop. Or finally, fact number three, in 1979, Czech dissident Pavel Kopach was electrocuted to death by a table lamp that had been rewired at his Frankfurt apartment. Oh, wow. So, beaten to death with a tyre, stabbed to death with an umbrella, electrocuted to death by a table lamp. Wow. None of them a particularly nice way... None of them are nice. None of them are nice ways to go, and... and I think that disturbs me a little bit, Sarah, is you've you've come up with two of them. Two of those have been from my <laughs> That's that's my just mind. from your dark imagination. That's from my dark that is. The dark recesses. Yeah. A little bit worse. Where's more of that came from? <laughs> oh, I know. Should be. Should be. Should be. Uh right then. So, so what was the first one was bleating with uh The first one was a Hungarian distant writer nineteen fifty two, Joseph Toth. And he was Toth? beaten to death with a tire outside a, a the tire? yard in Paris. Yeah. Wow, he beat him to is... death with a fucking tire. Take that, you bastard! I just said, but they would have said it in Russian because yeah. they were, you know. So <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't reckon it's that. I reckon it beat someone with a tire would be. Oh, you'd, you'd have to be huge to do that. Now I don't think it's it's tire. I don't think it's the the umbrella one because the it's other guy was killed Russian. with an umbrella, wasn't he? But it was poison on it and I reckon that may have inspired you for that so I'm going to go with um, the lamp one because I think I may have seen that or read that about that somewhere or it might just be in like Taken but I'm going with that one the lamp one so that's probably the answers next week let's take it to the man on the street excuse me sir how do you feel about Liam Fox describing British business as fat and lazy well be honest with you mate Taking a look at leading British entrepreneurs like Sir Philip Green and Mark Ashley, I'd have to say he's got a point. What happened next, Paul? Oh, hello. This week's theme, mm-hmm. uh, and there's only two questions this week, I do okay. apologise, listeners, uh, but just two this week. I'll forgive but, um, you. This week's, yeah, this week's theme is... Oh, how we are going to miss Barack Obama. Oh, we He's are. Going to be gone soon. Aww. And we're going to be left with either uh, a man who might be responsible for the end of the world uh, or Hillary Clinton. And um, <laughs> either is that appetising a prospect. But um, yeah, so two questions this week, Paul. Yep. First one, um, and this is a clip from uh, Obama debating with Hillary in the run up to the 2000 So let's have a listen. Senator Obama, you have Bill Clinton's former national security advisor, State Department policy director, and Navy secretary, among others, advising you. With relatively little foreign policy experience of your own, how will you rely on so many Clinton advisors and still deliver the kind of break from the past that you're promising voters? Well, the, uh, you know, I am... That, that cackle, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's Hillary Clinton. In the background, in case you didn't guess that. So, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, Barack Obama being asked, uh, how how is he going to represent a break from the past, given the fact that he's using so many Bill Clinton advisors? Mm. And Hillary Clinton cackling, cackling in the background, going, ha, ha, ha. Let's see how you answer that. So what happened next, Paul? I don't know if you remember this. It's quite a famous clip. I, I, I vaguely remember this, but I, I don't remember it well enough to make a guess. <laughs> um, I, it would probably just do his standard... 
Brack. <laughs> uh, probably just lay, lay a couple of mama jokes. Lay a couple of mama jokes. I ain't gonna have uh, Bill Clinton's mama. Something like that. It's a bit. It's a bit better than that. Actually. I'm sure it so, is. That's um, terrible. But I'm not president or really cool <laughs> like Barack Obama. I'm just a well, let's have let's have a listen, shall we? Let's do it. Senator Obama, you have Bill Clinton's former national security advisor, State Department policy director, and Navy secretary, among others, advising you. With relatively little foreign policy experience of your own, how will you rely on so many Clinton advisors and still deliver the kind of break from the past that you're promising voters? Well, the, uh, you know, I am... I want to hear that. <laughs> well, Hillary, I'm looking forward to you advising me as well. <laughs> oh! oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, he man. did. Oh yeah, he did. So he did. He said he he came back with a massively cool put down. Shit. <laughs> I'm looking forward to you working for me too, Hills. So uh, that was Barack Obama. And uh, let's go to question number two, shall question we? Question number two. Let's do it. And that's uh, Obama giving a speech on LGBT, and uh, he's about to be, or he's being heckled oh. by a lady called Janicet Gutierrez. So let's have a little listen to that. I told you that the civil rights of LGBT Americans is... Yeah, hold on a second. Okay, you know what? No, 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 So he's in the White House, he's giving a speech and he's been heckled there and yeah, it doesn't seem very pleased. What happens next? Again, this is quite a... This is quite a famous one. Yeah, I feel like I should uh, I should know these or at least remember these. Um, you might remember it when you hear it. I d- it's going to be more classic acerbic wit from uh, <laughs> wit. from the Kenyan-born despiser <laughs> of the empire. Uh, <laughs> Barack. Barack. Maybe a Muslim. Obama. He's definitely not um, a white guy. Um, yeah, let's have a little listen let's do it. to the answer. I told you that the civil rights of LGBT... Americans is yeah. Hold on, say Okay, you know what? No, 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 no. Hey, yeah. Listen, you're in my house. Come on. It's it's not. You know what? It's not it's not respectful when you get invited to somebody. <laughs> so he basically tells him, You're in my house. You're in my house, uh, bitch. And uh, and then it's pretty disrespectful yeah. to me to, to, to talk in that way you weren't invited. So odd odd response. But um yeah Good on him. Democrats loved it. Oh, they, they just I lost their shit did. over that. <laughs> Yeah, Barack. So that's, uh, this week's what happened next. Whoa! That's so radical, dude. Happy 9-11, dude. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> my brother. Happy 9-11 to you too. How are you spending today? Uh, just the usual, you know, dude. Lunch with my parents a bit later. Then I'll probably hit a 9-11 party in the evening over at Jihadi John's on Sunset. Oh, yes, yes. It's very good, my brother. Very good. Did you get my 9-11 card, dude? It was on sale at Walmart. 
Oh yes, yes, thank you brother, I did, but Alhamdulillah, I do not agree with this commercialization of 9-11. These Walmart people, they, ah, they have no taste. You're right, dude. I guess 9-11 isn't about cards and making money. Yes, brother, it is about much more than that. But it is becoming so commercial these days. All of the jihadi channels have been showing adverts for months already. Tell me about it. Every year they advertise the same thing. Those damn jihadi hampers that you pay for in installments. Oh, alhamdulillah, I hate those. Have a great 9-11 next year. Oh, how patronizing they have become. Huh. But I tell you what, man. It feels so weird being on the beach on 9-11, right? Am I right? <laughs> yes, yes, you are right. You are right. Oh, the best 9-11 I ever had was in 2005. When I was training camp in a training camp in Waziristan. We played with RPGs all day, ate goat, and drank Mountain Dew. Oh, it was fucking awesome, alhamdulillah. Oh, dude, my best was definitely 2007. My mom cooked the best 9-11 dinner of all time. And it was the first time my dad let me punch a woman in the face. Oh, Kabam. Lovely, lovely. Such memories. Yeah. Oh, the first punches. Always the sweetest. Yep. <laughs> this is part of becoming a jihadi. And that is what 9-11 is all about. People seem to forget that, dude. They get distracted by cards and parties. They forget that today is all about hating the infidel. And remembering those brave men that slaughtered all those innocent civilians many years ago. Oh, alhamdulillah. I'll drink to that. Give me the Mountain Dew. To 9-11. To 9-11. Hip hop English. Yo. Um, another installment of hip hop. Yes. Delivered in the style of an Englishman. Hmm. As um, it should be. Last week, uh, in this uh, slot, you uh, recited a verse um, from early nineties hip hop smut peddlers, the True Life Crew. I did indeed. Um, let's see what you've got this week, Paul. Well, this week I've chosen a a classic okay. um, hip hop record. Oh, and I should um, say it's my it's my job to try and guess, isn't it? I didn't get it yes, last week, yes. so uh, um, we'll, we'll see if I get it this week. It's in a, a relatively um, similar vein to the two live crew workers. It's all about them, honeys. Excellent, <clears throat> excellent. To make a long story short, I got the digits. Called her on my car phone and paid her a visit. I was spanking her and thanking her, <laughs> chewing her and doing her, laying like a king on sheets of satin. That's what time it is. You know what's happening. <laughs> she had a big old booty. I was doing my duty. I mean, yo, I admit that my girl's a cutie. But Tina was erotic. Earl's my witness. With the kind of legs that put stockings out of business. Oh dear. When I went home, I kissed my girl on the cheek. But in the back of my mind, it was this big butt freak. Oh my I sat my girl down. I couldn't hold it in. And said to her, with a devilish grin. End scene. End scene. And that, ha that, that has to be 
No, it's not Sir Mix-a-Lot. It's not Sir Mix-a-Lot. It's not. Oh, fuck's sake. You did. I'll give you a clue. This is someone who you'd guessed at last, last week. week. Is it LL? It is. Ladies um, Love Cool James. Oh, what song? Um... Oh, I can't. I don't know. What song is it? The song is "Big Old Butt." Big old butt. Oh, yes, I should have got that. Given where that I, it's a mix yeah. of some mix a lot and LL Cool J in, in many is. respects. They've combined repertoire. There was um, a lot of records about uh, yeah. the posterior. It was a key theme. It um, was in many, many nineties, early nineties hip hop records. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Well, that's hip hop English. <laughs> Sub it at a slam, y'all. Another another episode of where we chuck four headlines at each other, try and come up with some sub editor lines. Let's do this. Let's do from a variety this. of publications. First one for you, Paul. Oh, yeah. From the Daily Express. Teletubbies creator calls for government to improve children's TV. Wow. Yeah. Um Cheeky Bastard. Yeah, the fuck the fucking nerve of you. Cheeky um, bastard who's been quiet for a fucking long time. I've, I do, I've sat through that bollocks, and fucking it is rubbish. It is bollocks, and I think it was detrimental to the well-being of my children. Definitely. Um, so the cheek, the cheek of it. Uh, so Teletubbies criticals for government to improve, improve children's TV. Children's TV. Uh, Mrs. May sets up new task force led by Mr. Tumble to address the issue. Lovely um, stuff. And possibly help out with the whole Brexit thing. Who's Mr. Tumble? Was he in Teletubbies? So yeah, no, Mr. Tumble is. Um, Mr. Tumble is like a clown who's creepy, and he he like uh, he like talks in sign language and stuff like that, and like sees like kids with special needs, uh, but is is just a little bit weird with it. He's like, is, is, he, is he is he in the Teletubbies? Yes. No, but he's he's uh, he's from CBeebies. Oh, I see. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a more he's, yeah. <laughs> he seems like an album track character. He's sort of like a bit more. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a CBB's universe, which right. which one day you'll be you'll be sucked into, I see. and it'll be quite horrific. I see, and uh, it'll so affect Mr. your life, Mister Tumble. Um, yeah, he's a big deal. Honestly, big deal. listeners listeners with kids would be like, shit, yeah, man, Mister T, Mister T, excellent. Look, yes, it's kind of creepy. Nice. <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's the first one for you. So, uh, first one for you, sir. This is. Um, from the now online publication The Independent oh. Theresa May is building a bridge to the 1950s Oh Theresa May, Theresa May loves a bit of Back to the Future, clearly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Britain's PM read Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time and got a bit confused I reckon <laughs> um, which is why she thought that was something you can do. I think, you I think Theresa May thought if uh, if she can't go to the 50s and she'll just bring the 50s yeah. to us, goddammit. You just, she can't, is not doing you just can't do it, Theresa. You just can't. <laughs> it can't, it can't be time done. is not can't be done. what it sounds like. Uh, next one for you, Paul. It's from it. Nigeria's uh, <laughs> <laughs> leading publication, The Vanguard, and uh, or a uh. leading publication, English language. And uh, the headline is, <laughs> Does your man think the G-spot is a kind of acne cream? <laughs> what does your man uh, <laughs> think you, the G-spot? You cannot find the G-spot. Uh. <laughs> is a kind of acne cream. <coughs> um, does your man think the uh, <laughs> G-spot is a kind of acne cream? A, uh, a tipsy Sarah Vines spills all in shocking new interview with Lorraine Kelly on Good Morning. <laughs> oh, <lovely> stuff. 
Lovely stuff. Um, right, uh, next one for you, sir. Next one for you. This is from uh, the good old BBC. Babe. Bionic Woman completes Great North Run. Nice. Nice, but she's still finished behind. Russian athletes apparently cleared of doping. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're no match. <laughs> she's still no match for them, I imagine. Nice. Uh, no, uh, they're on some super, super rusky They're better steroids. than Bionic. Uh, oh, yeah. Next we one from Rocky Paul. It's from uh, Bangladesh's leading English wow. uh, language newspaper, The Daily Far Star. And, wide. and it's online cattle sh- sales <laughs> show signs of promise. I think it's probably to do with the fact that they've got Eid or some sort of Eid <laughs> coming up. But online uh-huh. cattle sales show signs of promise. Wow. Um, Tinder Farmyard Edition hailed as great success. As uh, farmers swipe right on new digital future. <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Um, yeah. Right. Next for you, sir. This is this is from the Financial Times, actually. No. Oh. And uh, I've gone for a my favourite bit of pink. A pretty a pretty racist headline. Oh yeah. Why Singapore's kids are so good at maths? <laughs> wow. Um, well, presumably it's the Financial Times, so they won't say. They're just genetically cleverer than, <laughs> you know, <laughs> European people. Uh, heaven forbid anyone ever discovers that. But um, so it will probably be something like apparently an authoritarian government and curbs on free speech make sums more attractive to kids. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, last one for you, Paul. Um, is from BBC Norfolk. Back home. Hello. You know what I mean? Hello. Let's come back home back for there. a bit. And it's That's good. You've gone full circle. There you go. We're full circle. We're back in Norfolk now. And it's the headline is "Woman good. Ruled Out of Headless Corpse Probe." Which <laughs> is just weird. <laughs> that is weird. Um, so uh, scientists uh, scientists confirmed the corpse lacked both the boobs or fanny required for it to be a woman, <laughs> thus ruling them out <laughs> in a science. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, you see, I don't. You, you can read that headline in so many yeah. ways, can't you? You're like, why are you yeah. probing a headless corpse probe? I don't know, like, just... Yeah, and it's just headless. If it were a cockless corpse, yeah. you could expect some confusion. Unbelievable. I think yeah. it's probably the a, a woman... Yeah, I'm guessing it that <laughs> they're ruled out of suspicion of, the, yeah. suspicion of the murder. I'm sure, I'm sure... An experienced doctor would be able to tell when they. You, you say that it's in Norfolk, man. Anything's oh, possible. That's Anything's possible. True. I mean, she she was a freak. True. She only had five toes. She, she only had five. So... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have gills. No. So exactly. Right. Last I do one think a woman Paul. could have done that. Right. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Um, this is from a socialist newspaper, The Morning Star. Socialist. Is it socialist? It is isn't it? They're a bit communist, know. I guess. Really, right. Aren't they? The Morning Star. Bunch of lefties, bunch of pinkos. Um, Ex-cop wants his killing of a naked black man ignored. Um, Presumably along along with his killing of many more clothed black men and five (laughs) semi-naked Mexicans. Uh, I like that. It's just some guys like, look, yeah, I'm killing black men, but I'm not gay. I'm not a sort of naked one. Yeah, what do you think I am? You know what I mean? Um, So that's that's a slam for this week, Paul. Ah, what Um, a slam. And I think... I yep. actually won that. Yeah. Seven four. It's just yeah. a, it's a low scoring thriller. Yeah. Um, a bit. Like no, I got I I would like to argue, but I scored it exactly the same, exactly. and then I appealed it, and then the the video referee came back with a similar score as well. Exactly. I think you went DRS, and it's mm. basically like a, a yeah a rain affected, you know yeah T twenty match or whatever, and it was a low scoring thriller. So seven four to me. 
And that's Subreddit of Slam this week. And that brings this week's show to a close. Whoa. Thank oh, why you. Why do they have to end? I know. Thank you very much for listening. There will be no <laughs> Wrestle Digest <laughs> next week. Oh. Um, because I'll be away. But we'll be back the following week. But um, hey. do, do, do stay tuned. We'll try and knock out some sort of mini content and whatnot in, yeah. the, in the interim. But, um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be back in, in two weeks' time. But um, thanks for listening. Follow us. Thank you so much. On Twitter, Agrisal Digest. It's easy. SoundCloud, it's easy iTunes, that. all of that. Yep. And uh, yeah, see you in a couple of weeks. See ya What's the deal with this urban folk? Simple tales of a world that's broke. How I fell, how I learned to cope. From the nearest thing to the furthest hope. So what's real with these urban folk? Who knows till the words I spoke be the last one?